You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. There are many of those who haven't experienced somebody blessing them is a fatherless generation. So pagdating po sa mga next generation, yun po yung mga kabataan o mga young generation na wala pong pagkakataon na sila po ay makaranas ng, I would say sa Tagalog po ay pagpapala o sa English po ay blessing na nagagaling po sa mga tao na malapit po sa kanila. Ano po ba ang effect ng isang fatherless generation o kaya yung generation na walang nagbibigay ng blessing sa kanila, walang nagbibigay ng mga pangangaral sa kanila o hindi sila nakareceive ng mga values and whatever, you know, in their lives. Now, if you'll notice, those are, you know, prominent people. They are psychologists. Some of them grew up with fathers who are ministers or uh, I would say mga, may meron pong mga pastor, no? But however, ang problema, they are, some of them are weak fathers, ang iba abusive fathers, ang iba naman absentee fathers. And that's one of the reasons kung bakit po meron tayong mga ganitong klaseng mga tao ngayon. And I would say that these people meron po silang mga background. Kahit na tayo, meron po tayong mga background. Hindi ko po alam kung saan po tayo nanggaling na mga background, paano po tayo na-raise up ng ating mga magulang. Pero kung ano po tayo, yun po yung pagkaka-raise up sa atin ng mga magulang natin. Unless, of course, the Lord Jesus Christ steps in to change us. Pero kung hindi po tayo binago ng Panginoon, most probably, we will be reflecting kung ano man, kung ano man po ang uh, you know, ginagawa ng ating mga magulang sa loob ng bahay. And that's why I would say that the word blessing is very important. Now, this is not just, you know, simply mano po. Kasi alam ko ang tradition natin, no, kapag sinabi mong mano, that means God bless you or kumbaga parang you are asking for the blessing of that person. This is really more than that, simply more than a ritual or let's say uh, simply more than a tradition. But it's really speaking, you know, speaking the words blessing. Kapag halimbawa sinabi po natin ang blessing, ito pong sa simply speaking the word blessing sa Israel po, kapag halimbawa nagsabi silang blessing, they really combine it with words. And the words are found in Numbers 26, 24-26 that says, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. And this is the word that was given or that are given to the Israelites. Ito pa yung blessing na nareceive ni Aaron at ng mga Israelites galing kay Moses because this is what the Lord said you know, to Moses that you have to say these words. It's not just empty words. Hindi po to empty words. But something is happening kapag natutunan po natin na i-bless po yung mga taong yon especially when you're talking of the people near you, our children. And the word bless here came from a word which is yulogeo. Kaya kapag ang pangalan niyo po ay yulohiyo, ay maganda po yun, yulohiyo. Okay? Kung meron po kayong lolo na ang pangalan po ay yulohiyo, yulogeo. Ito po yung binabanggitin minsan sa mga funeral service. Kaya nga meron tayong tinatawag na eulogy. Kasi ang ibig sabihin ng eulogy, galing ito sa salatang you, EU, which means good, tapos logi or logeo or logeo, which means word. Kaya good word po yon. Whenever you pronounce a blessing, you're saying the good words to the people under you. In the New Testament, this Greek verb means to ask God to bless someone or something, to bestow benefits, to speak well of, of that person and at the same time to praise Him. So in other words, lahat ng mga magagandang bagay na sasabihin mo sa, sa taong yon, yun yung yulohyo or yun yung yulogeo. Another word that is being used also is what they call makarios. Okay, kaya pag ang pangalan ng lolo mo ay Makario, yun ay ibig sabihin nun, bless. Okay? This Greek word also, which of course 50 times in the New Testament came from the root word makar, which also means to be happy or to be blessed or to be fortunate. Sabi ni Jesus na blessed are the meek, said by Jesus sa Sermon on the Mount. Kaya yung pong bless na ito, it's very, very important na hindi lang ito empty words but something that will really change a person. 
And how can you really say this, you know, along with your, not just with your words, but also uh, with your action as well. The word barak is also, you know, the word bless in the Old Testament. Yun po yung Hebrew word ng bless. Kaya pag ang bangalan niyo po ay barak, okay? Yun po si President Barack Obama. Okay, kaya ngayon po ibig sabihin ng bless, ang ibig sabihin talaga nun. And I hope that we reflect that name, okay? So, hindi ko na sure kung doon sa mga, uh, mga bagong couples na magkakaanak pa lang, ang ipapangalan mo sa anak mo ay Barak. Okay? Barak. O kaya ang pangalan niya talaga Barako. Okay? So, Barako. So, kaping Barako. So, anyway, so pag sila mo, Barak, di ka na rito, makakain na tayo. Okay? So, kaya, bless po yun. Ibig sabihin nun, bless. And so, again, speaking of the word bless, uh, there's a lot of things that we can learn from this because the word blessing itself simply means in an old English na ang ibig po niyan, sabi ng mga etymologists, original perhaps, mark of consecrate with blood. So again, if you notice na kapag halimbawang binless po natin isang tao, it has a meaning as well that uh, this person is marked already because of the blood of Christ. And so that's why when we bless a person, it really does something in the life of that person. Kapag nagsalita ka, remember ang words po natin ay very, very powerful. It could really kill a person. I'm not saying physical. It could kill the emotion of a person or it could encourage the emotion of that person. So it really, it directs, you know, the water. Kapag halimbawang uh, meron po tayong sinabi sa mga taong ito. Blessing the next generation beyond their circumstances. This is our theme sa week na ito. Blessing the next generation beyond their circumstances. The word circumstance, of course, means undesirable things, situation, turn of events and happenings. I'm sure that you know, hindi po mag- naging maganda ang ating mga past, no? Minsan may mga bagay na mga dinadaanan tayo na hindi po maganda yung ating mga pagkabata. But however, we still speak blessing to whatever that we have gone through or we are going through right now. Hindi po tayo naniniwala na, you know, wala na mangyayari sa ating buhay o wala na mangyayari sa buhay po ng ating mga anak o buhay ng mga kabataan sa panahong ito. Meron po. Kaya yung mga kabataan po right now na nakikita po natin right now, no? kung ikukumpare po natin sa panahon po ng mga, iisipin natin parang, eh, noong mga unang panahon, ang mga kabataan, wala namang mga social media noon. Pero ngayon, uso pa noon ang mga piko, uso pa ang mga patintero. Ngayon, wala na. Kung baga, kapag binigyan mo ng cellphone, talagang nagkakanya-kanya na lang mga kabataan. May kita mo nga, hindi na nag-uusap eh. Yung pala, nag-chat-chat na lang pala sa bawat isa, pero nasa isang lamesa lang sila lahat. Kung mga may kita mo talaga, kwarto sa kwarto, magchat-chat yung mag-ama, no? O kaya, para bang bilhin mo na sa kabilang kwarto ng tatay, tapos na sa kabilang kwarto yung anak, magchat-chat silang dalawa. Tipong, ano, hindi na mag-uusap kasi doon na sa, ano, eh, sa social media mag-uusap. Anak, kumain ka na ba? Oh, yes pa, kumain ako. Pero yung pala, magkatabi lang ng kwarto. So kaya, ibang klase yung ginagawa ng mga social media right now. No? I, have, I believe that there's an advantage for our so, with our social media. But however, the disadvantage is that it really cuts our communication you know, with our loved ones. So that's why it is really a fight. Kailangan po natin ipaglaban ito na magkaroon po talaga ng totoong communication between us and even our children and even the people around us. So I would say that even though they have gone through you know, a difficult situation in their life, or undesirable things, or any turn of events, you know, God can still work through their circumstance. Meron pa magagawa ang Panginoon sa kanilang buhay. Now, speaking of that, let me just show you a bit about the genealogy of Abraham kasi yung pong ating focus no, sa Hebrews 11, 20, and 21. And just to give you an overview of the genealogy of Abraham, you will see that ang dami po niyang angkan. Ang bawat isa po sa atin, meron po tayong generation. Yung katabi mong tao ngayon, of course, tao yan, syempre. Yung katabi mo, okay, May generation po yan. That person has a generation. Iba-iba po ang ating generation. 
I have my own generation, you have your own generation. It is really up to us how to raise up a godly generation. It is up to us how we could raise up a generation who fears the Lord and who will really follow the ways of the Lord. It is up really to us because it's our decision right now. I don't know how many kids you have. I don't don't know how many great-grandchildren you have. It is our hope that our generation will be an asset, a generation that will really bless this nation and bless this world. Sinasabi ko nga sa iba na, kapag halimbawang ang anak po natin ay napalaki po natin na may takot sa Panginoon, at kapag ang anak po ninyo ay naging may-ari po na isang kumpanya, isang napakalaking kumpanya, at yung anak namin ay nagtrabaho po sa kumpanyang yon, I'm sure that our children will be blessed and will have the favor because yung pinakamiari po ng kumpanya ay may takot po sa Panginoon. That is why I would say that it really depends on us how to, again, raise up a godly generation with the grace of the Lord and with the guidance of the Lord. Abraham, of course, understands that fully. He has done his part. But however, meron po mga cases na may mga kanya-kanyang decision po ang bawat henerasyon. Kaya nga po sa generation niya, it starts with Abraham. Si Hagar po yung concubine, Sarah yung first wife niya, and at the same time si Keturah, the second wife after Sarah died. We have Hagar's generation, si Ishmael, of course, Ishmael na nag Ishmaelites, and there's Nebaioth, and then Kedar, Abdil, Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hadad, Tema, Jetur, Nafish, Kedema, and then Isaac also and Rebecca have their own. Meron po rito na si Jacob at saka si Esau. Jacob who became the Israelites yung angkan po niya. And then si, kay Esau naman, they are the Edomites. Nagkaroon po ng problema ang Israelites at saka mga Edomites eventually along the way. And the Israelites of course have their own generation as well through Jacob kasi ang isang pangalan po ni Jacob ay Israel. Under Joseph, we have here Manasseh and Ephraim, yung dalawang anak po niya. Manasseh is the firstborn, literal na panganay. At yung si Ephraim po ay yun po yung pangalawa. But of course, something happened along the way. And we have here also Keturah. No? Keturah is the second wife after Sarah died. The point is that we're going to focus on, of course, Isaac, Jacob, Esau, Joseph, Manasseh, and Ephraim. Yun po yung medyo isi-zero in natin. Kasi yun po yung nabanggit po sa book of Hebrews 11, chapter 11, 20 and 21. That Isaac, of course, was the one who fathered Jacob and Esau. And then Jacob is, of course, the grandfather of um, Manasseh and Ephraim, but Jacob is the father of Joseph. So let's start off with Genesis. Hindi po natin pwedeng pag-aralan to ng, sa Hebrews 11 lang, kailangan natin bumalik sa Genesis. Genesis chapter 25, 21 to 20, it says, And Isaac prayed to the Lord for his wife because she was barren. So wala po silang anak, and the Lord granted his prayer, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. Nagpray po sila sina Isaac at saka si Rebecca na magkaroon sila anak at yun of course nabuntis po si Rebecca at nagkaroon po sila anak. Eventually, sa verse 22, sabi rito, the children struggled together within her. Kasi dahil twins po yung anak niya, what happened is that sabi niya rito and she said, if it is thus, why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord. So kumbaga siguro kakaiba yung nararamdaman niya sa kanyang sinapupunan. Para bang nagrarambol? Parang gusto niya pumunta na CR palagi. Pero yung pala, hindi. Kung baga may nagrarambol lang talaga sa loob ng tiyanya, ano pala sa pinaka, it's really the womb, no? the womb. And I would say that she is struggling with that. Verse 23, it says, And the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Again, this is already a prophecy of the Lord. And two peoples from within you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other. The older shall serve the younger. Now, this is of course the word of the Lord. And since this is the word of the Lord, hindi pa niya alam kung sino. Sino sa kanilang dalawa. Nangyari ay lumabas. And when her days to give birth were completed, behold, there were twins in her womb. The first came out red, all his body like a hairy cloak. 
So they called his name Esau. Kasi hairy po siya. Mabalahibo, mabalbon. In verse uh, 25, that says, of course, it's colored red. The skin is colored red, which is different from, of course, Jacob. Afterward, his brother came out with his hand holding Esau's heel. Hawak-hawak niya ang pinakabandang uncle ni Esau. So his name was called Jacob. Jacob simply means the deceiver. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. When the boys grew up, Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, while Jacob was a quiet man dwelling in tents. So magkaibang magkaibang personality nito dalawa. May mga anak ba kayo na magkakaibang personality? So wag po ninyong i-compare kapag magkaibang mga anak ng personality ng mga anak niyo, kasi iba po yung kanyang ano, uh, iba po siyang winire ng Panginoon or he is differently wired than the other person. And so don't try to compare because once you compare them and once you try to, of course, uh, place them together and say na mas okay to kaysa isa, isa then that will develop, of course, something in them. There will be some things that will happen to him na magkakaroon po siya ng bitterness sa atin. So we have to always understand that there are differences, of course, in terms of traits and characters sa ating mga anak. 25-28, it says here, Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebecca loved Jacob. Eto na, pumasok yung favoritism. Now, sino rito yung minsan may favoritism kasi anak mo, ka na magtataas ng kamay. And I hope that you will not, of course, show favoritism to your children. Because kapag sinabi nyo pong maganda yung isa, kailangan, o kaya may anak po kayo na babae, at sinabi mo maganda siya, okay, sabihin nyo rin ang, you know, yung isa rin ay napaka- maganda rin. Okay? Huwag mong, huwag mong, eto mag- maganda to, mas maganda to isa. Huwag mong gagawin yon. Kailangan pantay sila pareho. Sabihin mo lang, alam mo, ito, yung anak ko, maganda to, isa naman pretty. Okay? Para at least pantay pa rin. Pag sinabi isa, alam mo, ito, guwapo to, ito naman handsome. Okay? So, para at least pantay pa rin. So, it's sometimes, you know, they will really sense that kapag halimbawa parang meron kang favoritism. Kaya nga minsan kapag ano, ano yung binibigay mo sa anak mo na isa, uh, let's say, uh, particular food or, you know, binilan mo na isang bagay, sometimes they tend to see that and watch that. No? But si kuya, binagyan mo ganon. But ako, hindi. So, you have to always be able to prepare yourself to explain kung bakit. Because if you will not do that, then at the back of their mind, they will always think na, eh, kasi paborito nyo eh, kasi siyang binigyan mo. Bakit ako hand-me-down lang lahat ng mga damit ko? Yung nakalakihan ni Kuya, bakit hindi mo ako mabigyan ng mga bago? So again, you have to really be prepared to explain that. So the same thing also, you know, ang problema sa kanila is that they were, they were not able to show, you know, equal and equal treatment with their children. Kung kaya si Isaac, naging favorite niya si Iso, kasi siguro si Isaac, mahilig sa pagkain, okay? Mahilig siyang sa mga animal food. And so si Rebecca, it's different. Homebody, no, si Rebecca. And Jacob is really a homebody as well. So I think we, we can really glean from this and learn from them, especially the sa generation nila. Let's see, you know, the realities of blessing the next generation beyond circumstances. Ano ba ang reality nito by blessing the next generation? The first point that I'd like to submit to you is this. Parents must divinely bless their next generation. If you are a parent, you have to really be deliberate in blessing your next generation because if you will not do that, then who else will bless them? Who else will really show kind words to them? Who else will encourage them? None. Dapat mismo manggaling sa atin. In the scripture, in Hebrews 11, 20 and 21 says, By faith, Isaac invoke future blessings. It says here, the word future, of course, simply means expectant blessing on Jacob and Esau. Ang role talaga ni Isaac is, of course, to invoke that. For an Israelite, sa, sa mga Hudyo po, talagang it's really a practice for them. Sa atin, minsan hindi nagiging practice. Pero maganda pong practice na let's try to invoke blessings on our children even before they go to school or even before they do something. Because we believe that words are very powerful. Sabihin mo sa kanila na mahal kita o kaya alam ko you're going to do great you know, in school o kaya pagka meron silang gagawin isang bagay, I mean, they will really be encouraged if you say something about what they're going to do. Because that's really blessing them. 
nung si Jacob po ay nagluluto ng stew, no? Isa, siyempre, homebody po siya. And siguro napakasarap yung kanya niluluto. And again, the story is this. 29 to 34. Once when Jacob was cooking stew, Esau came from the field and he was exhausted. Pagod na pagod. And Esau said to Jacob, Let me eat some of that red stew, for I am exhausted. Therefore, his name was called Edom. In verse 31, Jacob said, Sell me your birthright now. Now notice, sabi ni Jacob, very uh, cunning. Sabi niya, ibenta mo sa akin yung birthright mo. Kasi ang birthright na ito ay napakahalaga sa mga panghanay ng mga time na yon. Pagka sinabi birthright. Now, let me finish this. Esau said, I am about to die of what use is a birthright to me. Jacob said, swear to me now. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Now, the birthright here is that it's a special privilege that belonged to the male child in a family during the time. Pag ang kanilang anak ay dalawa, tapos let's say may paghahatian ng mga lupa, kapag tatlo ang lupa, ang ibibigay nilang portion ng lupa sa panganay dalawa. Doon sa pangalawa, iisa. Pagka tatlo ang anak nila at apat ang lupa, dalawang lupa ang ibibigay nila sa panganay at isa-isa lang sa the rest of the children. That's the privilege of a firstborn dahil meron siyang birthright na privilege. Kaya nga po yung birthright na ito, hindi ito parang you know, binabaliwala noong mga time na yun. That's why when Jacob said na ibenta mo sa akin yung birthright na nakita tuloy kay Iso na ay hindi pala mahalaga yung birthright sa iyo. Ang, ang dali mo naman makuha, isang pagkain ka lang, bigla mo nang binenta. Without him knowing na yun pala, it will really affect his future. It will affect his own generation. What happened next is that in 34, then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentils too, and he ate and drank and rose and went his way. Thus, Esau despised his birthright. So, dun sa puntong yon, wala na siyang pakialam sa birthright niya, basta makiter lang niya ang kanyang flesh, bahala na. Kung ano, basta importante, makakain lang ako. And of course, yung gutom na yon talagang ano, lamon talaga, bahala ka na kung anong mangyari. Okay? So, not knowing that Jacob really had a plan no, for that. And the next passage says, in chapter 26, 34 and 35, he took uh, Judith, the daughter of Biri, the Hittite, to be his wife, and Basimath, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, and they made life bitter for Isaac and Rebekah. So in this case, you will now notice that Esau rejected his birthright, nakita mo na ang buhay niya, I mean, hindi naging mag-aayos at maganda. I mean, there are cases wherein, even in our, in our generation, may mga kabataan po na hindi po okay ang kanilang, you know, the way they were raised up. May kita mo na parang ito, bakit ganito? Yung isang anak ko, hindi okay ang kanyang ugali. Isang ito naman, sobrang godly. Meron ba kayong mga ganong klase anak na no? minsan? Parang napakabait naman itong batang ito. Pero isa parang ang hirap talagang, you know, i-handle. There are cases that are like that. And the same thing also, of course, with Esau himself. Kumbaga, dito sa point na ito, he married somebody that are not part of their relatives. Kaya sabi, sabi rito sa, sa verse na ito, and they made life bitter for Isaac and Rebecca. In other words, they brought grief to their parents. Kasi imbis na, mag, imbis na magkaroon ng asawa sa mga near relatives and kins, ang ginawa niya, nagkaroon siya ng asawa sa mga hindi nila kaangkan o hindi nila uh, karelihiyon. It really brought grief no, to the parents right now. So, if you notice that, you know, nag, habang nag-progress, may kita mo na parang iba yung, ano, iba yung pinupuntahan ni Iso. That's why, again, the role of the parent is very, very much important. The more na kapag nakikita natin na ang dating ng ating mga anak ay napupunta sa ibang direction, the more na mas kailangan nilang gabay. They have to really be guided even more. In chapter 27, let me skip to chapter 27, 39 to 40. Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, Away from the fatness of the earth shall your dwelling be, 
and away from the dew of heaven on high. By your sword you shall live and you shall serve your brothers. But when you grow restless, you shall break his yoke from your neck. What happened here is that nung nakuha po ni Jacob ang blessing na nanggaling kay Isaac, ang ginawa ni Jacob is that he deceived Esau. So si Rebecca, kakutsaba niya. At sinabi ni Rebecca, sige, lagyan mo ng, ng balahibo yung, yung iyong uh, arms tapos para at least malaman na parang ikaw si Iso, ang gawin mo ay ibigay mo itong niluto ko na to para ang akala ng tatay mo ay ikaw si Iso. Pero ang tatay niya kasi medyo malabo ng paningin. That is why sinubukan ni Isaac na alamin kung sino yung kausap niya. Inamoy niya, hinawakan niya, parang pag nagsalita ka, parang kasi si Jacob. Pero uh, ikaw, ikaw nga, parang lumalabas, ikaw nga ba talaga si Iso? Pero lahat ng mga external evidence, kita niya eh. Yung paghawak ng kamay, kita niya mabalahibo. Yung amoy, amoy lupa, mukha si Iso nga talaga to. Okay? And after receiving the blessing, alis si Jacob, siyang pagdating ni Iso, and then sabi ni Iso, when he was already giving the stew to his father, sabi niya, ito na po, galing, ito na po yung ano, in-order yung ano, pagkain. And then sabi ng tatay niya, teka, Ano yan? Panibago na naman ba yan? Hindi, ngayon lang. Eh, sino yung na-bless ko kanina? Meron kang binless kanina eh. And not knowing na ang binless niya kanina at nirelease niya ang blessing kay Jacob. Kaya, you know, iyak ng iyak si Iso. Because for them, a blessing really is important. Sa atin kasi parang, you know, pag hindi ka nakakuha ng blessing, okay lang. But however, for them, it's different. Because it really speaks life. That is why in this case, Sabi, no, sabi ni Iso, bigyan mo ko kahit na konti, kahit na yung, meron ka pa bang natitirang blessing dyan na pwede ko makuha. Ah, sige, sabi ni Jacob, okay, by the way, ang ginagawa ko, I'm trying to interpret this, pero hindi Tagalog ang salita nila, Hebrew. Okay? So, kaya sabi ko, sige na nga, sige, bless kita, so, sabi ni Jacob. And then this is what uh, Jacob said, Behold, away from the fatness of the earth shall your dwelling be, sabi niya kay Iso, and away from the dew of heaven on high by your sword. You shall live and you shall serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you shall break his yoke from your neck. In another version, ito yung pagkakasabi. Then Isaac said to him, No dew from heaven for you. No fertile fields for you. Ang antindi ng, ano, no, ng pagkakarelease niya ng blessing. Kasi parang lumalabas, parang walang provision para sa'yo. You will use your sword to live. Ibig sabihin, may kipaglaban ka, may kipag-away ka in order for you to live. Dahil ang lalabas nun, maraming mga gustong umagaw sa lupa mo. at marami ka maka-encounter ng mga kaaway. And you will serve your brother, you will serve Jacob, even though he is the panganay, siya ang panganay, magsiserve siya sa younger. But eventually, ito yung redeeming factor, but eventually, you will gain your freedom and break his yoke off your neck. And this is the redeeming factor. That is why it really is important for the father or for the parents to really speak life to our children kahit na alam nating hindi nagiging maganda yung kanilang ginagawa. And I'm sure that when we speak life to them, someday they will understand and they will realize na alam ko na meron patutunguhan ang aking anak o ang mga batang ito. Release that, release that blessing. Mahirap po dahil minsan sa una, of course, especially if you have teenagers in your own homes, ang mga teenagers, they have their own you know, world. Meron po sila sarili mundo. Aminin po natin. Minsan di tayo makakonek sa kanila. Meron nga binanggit na game, okay? PUBG, okay? PUBG, sabi ko. O may ano yung PUBG, paki-explain naman yung PUBG na yon, okay? Kasi dahil, o mo, hindi kayo umingiti, ibig sabihin, hindi kayo makakonek, ano? Naalala ko dati noon, many years ago, nung uh, nagsalita po ako sa mga youth, sa mga kabataan. 
and I was invited to another church. Tapos biglang yung isang kabataan puro nagtaas sa kamay sa mga, pwede yung magtanong, ano pong masasabi niyo sa Dota? Eh, nung tanya talagang, ano yung Dota, no? It's really, I mean, sikat. Tapos biglang, natig- natigilan ako. Ang dami kong alam sa mga apology, pero yung Dota talaga, natigilan talaga ako. Tanongin mo na ako sa Bible, pero nung binagin nyo, ano pong masasabi niyo sa Dota? Ano raw? <laughs> ano Dota? Bigla ako natigilan, kasi hindi ko talaga, sabi ko, oh no hindi ako makakonek sa mga young people dahil iba ang mundo nila. And that's why as a parent, we have to really learn to connect with them and we also understand what they are going through. Because if we will not do that, then they will really see that we are not really connecting with them. Kaya sometimes, we have to also even not speak at them, but speak with them or listen also. Because kapag hindi natin sila pinakinggan, lalabas nun, magsasarado po palagi yung pintuan. You have to learn to speak with them and at the same time, listen also. And that's what, of course, I believe that what Isaac did was that alam niya, hindi mo na-receive yung, ano, yung blessing at alam niya rin na ang nangyari, na-deceive siya ni Jacob. Pero what he did is still, of course, is to speak blessing to, of course, Esau. If you go back to 11.20, no, let me just read to you that particular passage because dito sa puntong ito, you will think na parang, eh, hindi naman blessing yan eh, kasi sinabi niya rito, no dew from heaven of you, no fertile fields for you, you will use your sword to live. Parang hindi blessing. Pero ang sabi rito sa 11.20, if you go back to this passage, it says here, By faith, Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob in Esau. Hindi niya kinurse si Esau, but he invoked blessings on Esau. Even though ang buhay ni Esau naging hindi maganda. Kahit na ang ginawa ni Esau, nagkaroon siya ng isang I mean, nagpakasal siya sa mga babaeng hindi, kas- hindi, hindi nila you know, kamag-anak o kasama ng kalaangkan. Hindi niya pinagalitan si Iso noong mga time na yon. But he really invoke blessings pa rin. And that's again our role, no? especially as parents, especially as a person who can invoke blessing on our children, speak life to your children. Kahit na alam mong hindi na okay yung kanilang dinadan. And I would say sa mga anak natin, sinurito yung mga uh, young generation. Yung kayo po ay nag-aaral pa sa ngayon. Now, I understand, okay? Let me speak to you first, okay? Naintindihan ko na merong sinasabi malamang mga magulang ninyo sa inyo na hindi nyo maintindihan. Huwag kayong mag-alala. Kasi dahil sa, there are also times, when, and I would say many times, the same also even with our, with our boys as well. But however, I would also encourage you to at least somehow learn to understand and learn to really study what we are saying. And I hope that your parents are not forcing something on you na para bang ang feeling nyo parang pinipilit kayo. But however, if you try to listen and to understand, what they really want to do is that to speak life into you. May kasabihan nga, sinasabi nila na, um, eh, ano eh, nadaanan namin yan eh. Kumbaga, kumbaga, ikaw pupuntahan mo pa lang. Ako pabalik na. Okay, meron mga, meron mga ganong words ang mga magulang. But I hope and pray that as a young generation, as a young person, you just have to learn to understand. I'm not saying na okay lahat ng sinasabi because there are times na parang sinasarado natin ating tenga sa mga sinasabi na ating mga magulang. But if you will all only know, just learn to study and at the same time understand what they're saying, I believe that it is really for your own good. And for the parents as well, let me also, you know, speak to you for the parents that you also have to learn to, again, listen to what they are trying to say and not really discourage them but encourage them continually because your role as a parent is very, very much important. Speaking life to your children even though kahit nasabi mong hindi okay ang grades nila, sabi mo anak, okay lang yan anak, alam kong kaya mo yung sasusunod. Hindi tipong, yan ba yung ginagawa, yan ba yung pagpapaaral ko sa'yo? Puro ka bagsak ng bagsak na lang? Sayang yung mga pera kong ginagamit para sa'yo. Huwag naman sana ganon. But always try to encourage them and say, anak, alam ko, you know, the next time around you can do it. 
At kapag alimang may nangyari naman, at you know, kapag may mga case wherein I would say that something happened to them, you just have to be there and, and pray for them. And stand with them and say, I'll pray for you. Ipapanalangin kita. Huwag kang mag-alala. Palakpakan naman natin ang ating mga young generation. Naalala ko yung isang uh, kwento po na, I don't know if you have read this in the, in the Facebook. No? Na, na, nakita ko lang ito at na, na, nakita ko yung response sa isang dad. Yung anak niya ay bumagsak po sa kanyang mga subjects. At parang ayaw niyang, ayaw niyang pumasok na because of what's happening with her. That uh, lady is uh, into medicine. And then, nung nakita po siya ng dad niya na mag-isa, pinuntahan po siya ng dad niya at tinanong, wala siyang masabi, wala siyang masagot. Sobrang lungkot talaga niya. So, kasi ano eh, lumalabas, parang ayaw na niya pumasok at bumabagsak po siya sa grades niya. So, what the dad did, hindi siya nagbanggit ng kahit na ano. Ang ginawa niya, nilabas niya ang anak niya at kumain na lang sila sa isang fast food restaurant. And as a result of that, wala silang pinag-usapan tungkol sa mga subject yun. You know what the daughter did is that the daughter really appreciated what the dad did because hindi siya pinagalitan sa mga oras yon. Pero ang ginawa ng dad is pinasaya siya. You know, because of what she is going through. And that really pushed her so much to really study. That really depends on how you respond to your children, to your next generation. And I would say that your role is very, very crucial. The same thing also with what Isaac did. What Isaac did was, of course, to still bless, of course, Esau. Let me move on to the next. The next generation will experience the divine blessing. So the next generation will experience the divine blessing. Again, our young generation will also even experience the divine blessing as well. By faith, Isaac invoked future blessing on Jacob and Esau, and they received this. Tinanggap nila ito. It is my prayer that we will receive the blessing that was given to us. In Genesis 27:41, it says here, Now Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father had blessed him. And Esau said to himself, The days of mourning for my father are approaching. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. Galit na galit siya sa kanyang kapatid. Dahil kinuha ni Jacob yung blessing na dapat sa kanya. I mean, that's, that's how he feels nung mga time na yon. And in this case, as well, I would say that this animosity is sobrang tindi. But there was a time along the way, alam mo nangyari, natupad rin yung story na yon, that both of them became friends. Naging magkaibigan sila pagkatapos noon. Dahil dito sa verse na ito, in verse 2 to 3 of chapter 33 ng Genesis, and he put the servants with their children in front, then Leah with their children, and Rachel and Joseph last of all. He himself went on before them, bowing himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. Lumalapit na siya sa kanyang kapatid. Again, you're talking of Jacob going to Esau. And then sabi ni Esau rito, but Esau ran to meet him, to, to, to meet Jacob, and embrace him, and fell on his knees, and kissed him, and they wept. Dun sa puntong yon, nung una, nagkaroon ng galit si Esau, but as time passed by, binless siya ng Panginoon. Naging isang magaling na businessman si Esau. At nakakawala siya dun sa hulag post ni Jacob. To the point that when he left that, God blessed him, and he was able to fulfill, of course, the prophecy that was given to him by his dad. That was, you know, from the Lord. And in this case, a reconciliation happened between both of them. And I would say that as children, you know, sa ating mga kabataan, the, the mere fact that we release that blessing and they accept it, we believe that it will also happen to them. It will really be a reality when the time comes. Wag po kayong maiinip. Pagdating ng araw, mafulfill po ng mga anak ninyo ang plano ng Panginoon sa kanilang buhay. Don't even say, ano kayo mangyari sa anak ko 10 years from now, 20 years from now? but ganito kaya ang buhay niya? No. Don't say that. 
but there will be a time wherein they will fulfill the plans and the purpose of the Lord in their life. And you will really be amazed. Looking back 20 years from now, you will really say, Dati, ganito ka. Akala ko wala ka ng pag-asa, pero yung pala, many, many years from now, itong nangyari sa'yo. And that's the word of the Lord that was given. Tandaan po natin, once we plant the seed of the word of God in the hearts of our children, it will not return to the Lord void. It will accomplish the purposes of the Lord in their very lives. You have to always, you know, believe that. Nakakainip, pero naniniwala tayo that it will really fulfill its purpose. Genesis 33, 1 says, And Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, Esau was coming, and 400 men with him. So he divided the children among Leah and Rachel and the two female servants. So speaking of that, may kita muna, nagkaroon po ng reconciliation ang dalawang ito. And last, is that the other believers can reassure the divine blessing for the next generation. Mga lolo, may role po kayo. Ang role po niyo ay mahalaga. Ang mga tao po na mga distant believers, meron po tayong role sa mga buhay ng mga next generation. In this case, you can see here in verse 21, By faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the head of his staff. Si Jacob po yung lolo, si Joseph po yung anak niya, and then eventually, Jacob blessed the apo. Okay, meaning si Manasseh at si Ephraim. Ang nangyari po, you know, etong case na ito, which is the role of the, the grandfathers, and at the same time, I mean the grandparents, at the same time, the people who are, of course, distant from us. Jacob's eyesight was failing because of his age, and he could not see very well. Joseph brought the boys to him, and he hugged them and kissed them. Deliberately, we have to do something about it by bringing our children to a person who can also even bless them. And dito papasok po, and not only, of course, the lolo and the lola who are believers, but also the people who can influence our children. Sino kaya yung mga taong pwede pong mag-influence sa ating mga anak? Sino kaya yung mga tao sa tingin ninyo na pwede pong makatulong sa ating mga anak? Hindi lang po tayo, kundi yung mga tao sa paligid po natin. And in this case, Joseph brought the boys to him and he hugged them and kissed them. Jacob said to Joseph, I never expected to see you again and now God has even let me see your children. Meron nga isang case dito, sabi niya, then Joseph took them from Jacob's lap and bowed down before him with his face to the ground. Joseph put Ephraim at Jacob's left Dito po si Ephraim sa left kasi ang, ang gusto niyang mabless si Manase And Manase at his right. But however, what happens is that but Jacob crossed his hands. Ang nangyari, si Manase, si Ephraim rito, si Manase rito, imbes na si Manase ang makakuha ng right hand, ang nangyari, si Ephraim ang makakuha ng right hand kasi ang right hand po speaks of course of blessing. Kaya sabi rito, even though he was the younger and his left hand on the head of Manase who was older, then he blessed Joseph. May God, whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac served, bless these boys. May God, who has led me to this very day, bless them. You know, speaking of this, I would say that sometimes you have plans. Ang ginawa ni, ginawa ni Joseph, nilagay niya si Ephraim rito, si Manase rito, kasi ang plan ni Joseph, i-bless si Manase. Pero hindi niya alam na si Lord ang may plano ng lahat ng bagay. Gustong, of course, gawing firstborn ni Lord si Ephraim, Kaya nga ginawa niya, kinross niya yung kanyang right hand papunta kay Ephraim at napunta yung left hand kay Manase. We may have plans, our own plans for our children. But you know what this is what I'm saying? That God has a different plan for our children. I believe that the plan of the Lord is much better than our plans. You just have to believe that. Maaaring gusto mo ang anak mo maging doktor tapos hindi niya na-fulfill yun. It's okay. Plano mo yun eh. Pero may plano si Lord sa buhay ng ating mga anak. And speaking of these people who can help, you know, our children and the role of, you know, the campus ministers in the lives of our children as well. At sila po yung naminsan nakakita ng mga bagay-bagay sa mga kabataan sa panahong ito. The campus ministers can see really 
the life of the students and many of them are so much emotional lalo na sila what can you say about the students they really see the students without any vision and without any you know direction but they wanted really to share Jesus Christ to this to the life of the students because ang reality po talaga marami po mga kabataan ang wala po si Jesus sa kanilang buhay at kailangan nilang makilala ko sino si Jesus I was once a student Nakakilala po ako sa Panginoon at the age of 17 years old. And I would say that if I have not known Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I'm sure that my life will have a different direction. Iba po yung magiging buhay ko. Hindi po yung katulad ng nangyayari po sa akin ngayon. And I would say that there's a lot of students as well out there who needs Christ in their lives. Our children needs Christ in their life. And that's why we have to really stand up and say, Lord, use us for the next generation. You have a role to play. Meron po tayong role. Ang role po natin ay napakalaga sa mga kabataang ito. Dahil mga kabataang ito ay makakilala po ng gusto sa Panginoon kung tayo po ay magpapagamit upang ma-reach out po sila. Just bow down your head for a moment. And if you're praying right now, you said, Pastor, I'd like to use my life to reach out to those people in the next generation. Those people may be your children. Those people may be your niece, your nephews, or probably yung mga taong hindi nyo masyadong kilala. wala namang matanda pagdating sa pag-reach out the next generation. But I believe that the Lord will grant you the grace to even speak to their life. Huwag po nating hayaan na masayang po yung mga natutunan natin sa Panginoon upang hindi makapagsalita sa buhay ng mga batang ito at kapatang ito. If that is your prayer and you're saying, please pray for me that my life will be used to reach out to these young people in my day, in my lifetime. Just raise up your hand right now. And let me pray for you, Lord. We're lifting up, Lord God, our hands to you. Use, Lord God, our lives for our children. Use our lives to the young people of this generation. Panginoon, dalayin po namin na wag pong masayang ang aming buhay upang hindi namin ito magamit din sa mga kabataan ito. Pagkatapos po namin, sila na po ang susunod. At dalayin po namin, Panginoon, ng bawat mga salita na lalabas sa aming mga bibig ay magdudulot ng encouragement po sa kanila. It will create encouragement for their lives that they will truly, Lord, be encouraged to fulfill the plans and the purpose that you have for them. At makita po nila na kayo po ang gumagalaw sa kanilang buhay. Panginoon, we pray that you will redeem our generation. Itong henerasyon po namin, Panginoon, na napakatindi pagdating sa social media, Panginoon, spare them from anything that would harm their destiny. And it is our prayer, Lord, that hindi po maagaw, Panginoon, ang mga kabataan namin, ang mga bagay na wala pong kabuluhan. But we pray and ask, Lord, that you will awaken, Lord God, their young minds to understand that there is something that they can do, Lord, to just reach out, Lord God, to their own generation. Once more, Lord, we pray that you will use them as influencers. As you use, this, use them as influencers, it is our prayer that you will also use us to influence them, Panginoon. Whether we, uh, whether we, we be a parent or a great-grandparent or an uncle, a niece, or a teacher, whoever and whatever we are, wherever we are, Lord, use us for your glory and honor. Thank you so much, Lord, once more. We believe, Lord, that even right now you are rekindling hearts, Lord, at inihingi po namin, Panginoon, nagtawad din po sa inyo 
Kung nakapagsalita po kami ng hindi maganda sa aming mga anak, patawarin niyo po kami. Kung hindi po kami naging modelo sa kanila, Panginoon, dalayan po namin, Panginoon, na ang bawat words po na bibitawan namin ay magsilbing encourage po sa kanila at magsilbing, Panginoon, upang magkaroon sila ng pagmamahal po sa inyo. Salamat po ng marami sa inyong pagmamahal at kadakilaan. Ito po ang aming sabot na lang sa pangalan ni Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Give God the praise. Amen.